We've got a lot to be thankful for. No doubt about it. Let's talk about it. Mom, thanks for watching. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And even with um, the conditions of the world in this um, absurd year of 2020, there's no doubt a life of gratitude is super important. I wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and hope you get to spend some time with them in the next couple days. In a typical year, what Thanksgiving week means is there's lots of sports being played, college basketball, college football, and I think NBA is generally on. It's not on this year, of course, because of the unusual season. But guess what? Our boilers are already down in Florida getting ready for the Space Coast Classic, and your football boilermakers are welcoming Rutgers to God's country for a game versus the one in four Scarlet Knights. If you got to see what I saw this week, you saw Rondell Moore issue an apology to his coaches and his teammates after the loss against Minnesota. That was tough to watch and it showed uh, what's been on the guy's mind and heart. It really uh, opened up the things that, uh, that we really didn't understand. For instance, yeah, he had re-aggravated his hamstring Anish and I talked a bit about that in the uh, in the podcast last week, and we theorized what was going on because we simply didn't know. There was not enough information out there. He cleared that one up by saying, I was the guy who requested the coaches not tell anybody about what was going on with me. I thought I'd be back quickly, and I didn't get back as quickly as I thought, and I ended up being a distraction. It hurt my teammates. That's tough stuff. Good to hear that he's doing better. It's obviously great to see him playing the game that he loves to play and he's so good at, and... Uh, he, he showed right away how much he's missed. I do think, though, not a lot of people are talking about this. I think he's a bit out of shape. I think he it will take him a few weeks to get into game shape. But even at 80 85%, whatever he is, maybe 90%, he still looks like he has another gear that nobody has, not only on that team, but on other teams as well. Rondell Moore is a handful. Rondell Moore makes Purdue a lot better. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for Purdue this past week and making them enough better they could beat Minnesota. And for me, it all goes back to that first half, that painfully long hurt first half to watch. If you're looking for a gift for somebody who is really hard to buy for, check out gridironmetalworks.com. Get a Purdue grate or get one with one of the military branches on there from your friends and family or even another school. They have some other licenses. You know, there's only one school that matters to us though here. Gridironmetalworks.com, our pals, Purdue people. The offense played poorly. The play calling was not very good. The defense played very poorly and wasn't really a speed bump. Purdue left that house half with, with 10 points. And this was the second straight half where Purdue had had just 10 points. Actually, the third straight half where Purdue had had just 10 points. And they've done this a couple times this year. That's one of the calling cards of this team is inconsistency in them. And the inability to put four quarters together, they have a quarter or two where simply they can't get it into gear. It was the reason they lost the game at the end of the day. Purdue, of course, is now 2-2. Two and two. A bit disappointing when you start 2-0, and oh, obviously, but as Jay said, again, on the Handsome Hour last week, the first two games could have gone the other way, too. Aiden O'Connell let them back. They, got, they beat Iowa. Illinois, they had a big lead, let them back in, only a one-score one, uh, game. Then they lose to Northwestern, also by one score, and then they lose to Minnesota by one score. This is a, a season that is seemingly teetering perpetually. And until 
Purdue figures out a rhythm in off, on offense, an identity on offense, and then the defense figures out that lining up with three down linemen simply doesn't work with this personnel, we're going to be in for a long season, even with the shortened season. Bob Diaco showed a little bit in the second half. Purdue had five down linemen. Uh, the multiple look thing came into play as Purdue was playing four and five down linemen. They were mixing things up. They looked much more aggressive than they did in the first half, and it made a difference. They fought back. They took the lead, and they won the game, and the Big Ten officials took it from me. If you didn't think I was going to talk about that, you're nuts. It's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I'm 45 years old. That was an awful pass interference call on Payne Durham. He didn't deserve it, and Purdue should have should have left that game with a victory, but instead, fall to 2-2. Two and two. Our friends at Martin Vintage are a family-owned Purdue business, and if you're looking for Purdue gear... Go to martinvintage.com right now. They've got a brand new sweatshirt that's got the old block P on the on the sleeve and the old Pete swinging a hammer on the front. I love the retro stuff. There's a hoodie or there's a crew neck. Check them out, martinvintage.com. Uh, some news from the presser this week. Uh, Jack Plummer is going to start. O'Connell is still injured. Brom really didn't act like Plummer had truly earned it. He just said it's going to be Jack's job this week due to injury. But boy... Plummer looks like the guy that I thought he'd be in the offseason. That's confusing for me because I really believe Brom and company are very good at uh, getting quarterbacks ready, assessing talent, and so so forth. But Plummer looks like a guy to me like I thought he would. He looks like the guy that Brom told me he would be after having a little bit of experience and time to learn. Looked very confident. He has more fire than O'Connell, which is fine. O'Connell's more steady. It just, I like a quarterback with some fire, especially when a team is struggling to get itself in gear. Like this team seems to struggle from time to time. So Plummer will start. Mitchell is still day-to-day. Anthony Watts is still day-to-day. And uh, Brom called Karloftis not yet at 100%, but he'll be playing again on Saturday unless there's a setback. Um, Like I said, Aiden O'Connell is injured. He's going to be working his way back into that. I don't know what that does for the depth chart. I'm guessing it's O'Connell still comes dressed, ready to play, and you have Plummer and then O'Connell and Burton ready to go at any time. Obviously, Burton would give him a very different look because... He does look to move around. He keeps his eyes downfield in the in the in the film that I've seen, uh, but he doesn't have the arm of Plummer. But he has very very good legs, and he's the ability to keep plays alive. Hopefully, we won't have to see it, and Plummer uh, really uh, gets into rhythm again, maybe earlier. <laughs> that'd be helpful, and Purdue can put four quarters together versus Rutgers. That'd be nice to see. If you listen to uh, Jeff Brom's comments during the presser, uh, some things might have st- uh, stood out. Number one, he wasn't able to. Uh, Call, uh, talk about the officials. He wasn't able to um, really address that at all. He said they have a complaint in, and he's not going to talk anymore. He said there were multiple calls. They're always all are every week, but I think there are a couple that uh, were real head scratchers and worse. But one thing he said is he says he's trying to instill the idea in his team to really hate, detest losing. After the game, he let this loss really steam and fester inside him. It really made him mad, and he wants guys to be mad, and he wants that that anger to fuel them to do better and to, to just really hate the feeling of losing at the end of the game. I can tell you, I said this before the season, and I have a good friend. We're in the middle of a discussion about the philosophy of how to watch football this year. Right now, I'm watching my Boilermakers like they're playing football in a normal season. I said earlier that victory is getting on the field, period. But if they're going to keep score and they're going to keep a record, I've got to say, I'm going to act like I do for a normal season and watching them lose games that they should win. That's tough to swallow. 
Check out AJ's. They got 20 beers on tap. And when you are in West Lafayette, you know where to go for Boiled Sports' favorite burger. That's AJ's. EatAJ's.com. Finally, on to basketball. Well, as I told you earlier, Purdue's down in Florida for the Space Coast Classic. Right now, as I record, it is uh, Tuesday afternoon. Purdue will be playing tomorrow, Wednesday at 6 p.m. versus Liberty. Liberty's a very, very good team, and Painter compared them. He said they're a lot like Virginia. They'll slow things down. They'll throw a blanket on you. They'll force you to play disciplined basketball. He kept saying that. Force you to play disciplined basketball, and they will turn down the number of possessions and make it very, very difficult for a team to win if they can't stop turnovers. Well, the bad news for Purdue is they're down their first two point guards, as you know. Eric Hunter is out with that uh, fracture to his knee, and Morton is still out, but he's getting back into the swing of things with Mono. Travion Williams called Ivy a scorer and Thompson a shooter. So there's a different group of tricks, a different tool chest for both these guys. We'll get to see that for sure because Purdue only has eight scholarship athletes available. Man, I think this is a tough start to a very, very new look Purdue team with the departures in the offseason. Painter also expounded upon Liberty saying this team's real and Purdue fans and Purdue players should understand that. This is a very good team. They are a tournament team. Uh, I think they've gone to two or three tournaments in a row. Um, There was one neat stat. He said they've had 59 wins in the last two seasons alone. That says a lot. I don't care which league you're in, getting 59 wins says a lot about your team. Painter also said, this is the first thing I've heard this, is that Newman is actually up. He's a candidate to start, start, but he also said pretty much everybody is a candidate to start since there's so few scholarship athletes available. A note about Eric Hunter's recovery. Painter said he's recovering quickly and he might be back before the prescribed six to eight weeks. I think that would make him about four and a half to five weeks out from right now. That's not horrible. Uh, It's a lot better than it could have been, uh, especially since Purdue hasn't had a ton of injuries that have depleted the team the last few years. Painter continually said that the team could have used another few weeks to get ready for life without Eric Hunter. That's been hard, and obviously they were already without Morton when Hunter got hurt. That's, That's doubled the aggravation, of course, for the lineup. But he said, got to deal with what, you're, what you've got in front of you. Travion Williams also said that it's been different without Hunter, but Hunter's been acting like almost like a coach during practice and pulling the point guards aside and telling them maybe what they can do situationally. So that's great to hear. Wouldn't expect any less out of Eric Hunter just because he's been such a heady player, high-energy guy. It's good to hear he's putting some of those skills to use even though he can't play right now. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. Enjoy some football and basketball, turkey, and family time. God bless you. Hammer down. BS all the time.